and Productions in Williamsburg, Virginia have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced and underproduced, and you know we love 10-minute plays. And over the course of our time here in Williamsburg, Virginia, we've had so many 10-minute plays submitted to us that we cannot possibly produce them all. And so we decided that many of these plays are very good and deserve at least a reading, and that's what we're going to give you here tonight. In order to help us do that, we have a special guest with us here tonight, returning guest, Amy Lyles. Hey, Amy! Hey. I'm special. Yes, you are. Very special. Now sit up straight. That's good. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Amy, before we get to the play, i like to kick things off by asking our special guest in the special chair a question that's tangentially related Ooh. to the play that we're about to read. So here is your tangentially related question. Ooh. What is the most stressful thing about planning a wedding? Seating plans. Seating plans? Oh yeah. <laughs> Hands down for us it was the seating plan. Trying to figure out who you could sit at the same table without causing a major world war or a uh -huh. commotion. Plus, you know, like where you put people. Some people get very offended if you push them too far to the back. And oh really? The, oh yeah. Yeah. So this is this is not just about making sure that uh, making sure that friends sat together. This is about right. making sure that enemies did not sit together. It's is that both, right? Yeah, I think equally important there. Truthfully, <laughs> that's really hilarious. <laughs> I can honestly say that it took us at least a couple of weeks to get our seating plan set. Well, you know, I have to say it's funny uh, because I have not yet gotten to the stage where we are putting out seating plans. However, this. Episode will be released on April 30th, so hey. I will have been married for two days yes. when this episode is released. And in honor of that, my fiance is not here tonight to enjoy this. <laughs> in honor of that, I have selected for this week's play to be Bridezilla by B.E. Turner. Our friend B.E. Turner from Timbuktu several weeks ago that we've talked about. <laughs> a lot. That's right. That I just loved. And so I'm excited to have this play here with y'all. So Amy, there are two other actors who are going to be joining you here tonight. Yay. The first one will be the lovely young lady to my left, returning guest, Miss Sharon Hollins. Hey, Sharon. So, Sharon, what was the most stressful thing about planning your wedding? The extortionist nature of everything having to do with the bridal industry. Oh, yeah, no kidding, Extortionist right? nature, I like that phrase. It's true. My, it is true. My, my younger brother uh, is getting married as well, and my mother called me, and she was asking me about the price of our cake, and I told her the price, and she, and she told me a price that was hundreds of dollars more Bigger than the already of, high price yeah. that, uh, that we wanted to pay. Bigger like, cities. Put the word bridal, and you multiply it at least by 10. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not going to get arguments from me. <laughs> uh, also joining us uh, off to my right and Amy's right is James Jim Dwyer. Hey, Jim. Hey. So uh, what was stressful about your about planning your wedding, Jim? Which one? No, oh, that's good. I'm an elder. The first time around, uh, having grown up in a, uh, a very religious family, not having a religious ceremony, so it was... Oh, yeah. Uh, sensitive, yeah. That's a fair point. I uh, I have a friend who shall remain who shall uh, remain nameless, uh, but uh, so one of his siblings got married, and his mother said that 
God was not invited to their wedding. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> or even worse, who's invited and refused? <laughs> no, no, That's not right. for you. So, ladies and gentlemen, third, third tier of invitations. Oh man. <laughs> So uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us here this evening to read Bridezilla by B.E. Turner. So uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, we, this is a cold read for these actors. They've never seen this play before. Uh, they don't even, they don't have any idea what it's about. And they also, except for the fact that I posted it on Facebook a little while ago, wouldn't even know who they're playing. But for you at home, I will say it out loud. Uh, Amy, if you would be so kind as to play Bridie. Ah. And Sharon, if you would please play Hazel. And Jim, if you would please play Francisco. <laughs> now, uh, for those of you uh, listening at home, uh, B.E. Turner is located in New Zealand, so sometimes he uses slang that we don't use here. But just so you know, uh, when Bridie in, this, uh, in the play orders picklets or has picklets, those are similar to pancakes for us. So that'll make a lot more sense than where your brain probably will go. <laughs> It, I don't know. What would you well, say? I asked how to pronounce it, and we thought it was picklets. You think it's picklets? No, it could be picklets. I don't know. I don't know. Um, somebody answer that for us. Anyways, we'll go with picklets for right now. Feel free to comment. So I will read the stage directions. Ladies and gentlemen, Bridezilla by B.E. Turner. The cast being Bridie, a young bride-to-be, Hazel, her mother, Francisco, a waiter. The setting is a restaurant. At the start, two women are sitting at a table. Francisco brings tea and picklets. Thank you, Francisco. That will be all. Will you bring jam for the picklet? Certainly, Miss Bridie. He leaves. You'd think they'd supply jam without having to be asked. Not everyone has jam. Well, I do. Yes, I know that. Then you could have asked. Well, I didn't. If you wanted jam, you should have asked for yourself. Well, I would have expected a mother to have some consideration for her daughter. Especially when she's getting married. You are so exasperating at times, Bridie. All I can say is the sooner the ceremony is over, the better. How can you say that, Mother? It will be the happiest day of my life and all you do is complain. You don't even want me to have a happy day. Of course I do, dear. It's just... It's just what? I think you need to develop a sense of... A sense of proportion. I have a sense of proportion. Yes, dear. You know I will support you in every way. Another present arrived this morning. Did you open it? Yes. Aunt Gladys sent an electric blanket. That's two electric blankets. Oh, well, they might come in handy. I can't imagine what use you would have for electric blankets. Well, to keep warm in bed, of course. Penelope Smithers has also got engaged, did you know? To that horrible Bartholomew boy from down by the railroad tracks. You should see her ring. I think it came out of a box of cereal. It wouldn't surprise me if they had planned to have a honeymoon in Tahapi. Where is your ring, dear? You're not wearing it. It's in the bank vault. I leave it there for safety when I haven't got anyone to show it to. But I like to see you wearing your ring. You've seen it, mother. I want the bridesmaids to be dressed in pink satin, I've decided. There's a pattern in harrops. They also have a special in material. We could get it this afternoon. Oh, and I want the bridesmaids to carry white roses. You know I love roses. Your father has been growing them specially for the occasion. Mother, you don't expect me to have roses from the garden. They might have insects crawling all over them. 
What if I should start to sneeze in the middle of the service? They will have to come from the florist. Surely you're not trying to save money on flowers? Your father thought it would be nice to contribute something grown with his own hands. Well, he can walk beside me down the aisle. That's all that I need. Yes, dear. Francisco arrives with a pot of jam and a red rose. The jam is briny. And also, this rose has just arrived by special delivery. Thank you, Francisco. He leaves. Who would send me a rose? And who would know I was here? There is a card. It's from Hank Snowden. Who on earth is Hank Snowden? He's your fiancé, dear. The end. <laughs> yeah, I'm clapping. I love this. <laughs> I love it. All right. <laughs> So uh, now we're going to move on to the part of the show where we discuss the play that we just read. So uh, I want to start. I'm going to start with uh, the, everyone's first impressions about the play. That's the best place to start. I think I'm going to start with you, Amy. So these impressions can be as simple as I liked it, or I didn't like it, or if something about uh, about it struck you in a particular way. Whatever your first impressions are, what do you think? trouble with the first uh -huh. impression. I, I did like it. I think it's kind of funny at the end that it definitely caught me by surprise sure. at the end. All right. What, what do you think, Sharon? It was fine. It was cute. Mm -hmm. I liked it better than Timbuktu. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> truth. Truth. Yes. What do you think, Jim? Uh, I think, uh, you know, that last line would be obviously very interesting. Uh, would be difficult to play as an actor because uh, you're supposed to wonder, what, you know, what the hell's going on. And mm -hmm. you, uh, as an actor, might want to leave it ambiguous and not signal so clearly, um, like, there's a, this guy's a second identity you never knew about, or is it that she has some mental defect, or, you know, what, why does she not recognize the name? Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, what do you think about what do you think about Bridie, Amy? Does does Bridie warrant the title of this play? Is she is she a bridezilla here? Um, she's certainly bordering on bridezilla. Uh -huh. Definitely only thinking of herself on every front. I've seen much worse bridezillas. Sure. Um, usually harsh and mean. She's just really self-involved. Yeah. Not sure she's as bitter and mean as some others have been. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that, Sharon? Yeah. I mean, on the other hand. And you kind of can see it happen sometimes. Sometimes in the wedding planning, the fiancé does kind of get forgotten about. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We've actually talked about that this evening. So, I don't think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But it's it's clear that, that Bridie is very superficial. Yeah. Um, Truth. That's a good interpretation. It, Everyone is uh, sort of on the, the fringes, and she's so thoughtless about her father. Tangentially, mm -hmm. everybody else. <laughs> Get you a word of the day, Callan. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for clarification, my dear, sweet, lovely fiance, if you were listening to this, what we were talking about earlier was <laughs> me, me saying that was me saying that I realized a long time ago that what happens at the wedding is not really my choice. It's my job to show up at a particular time at a particular place. All right. Just for clarification, I want to make sure that it's crystal clear so no one can. That no one can Robert Weather. That's right. That is your fiance, Robert. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, so let me ask you guys: uh, what about these? What about these? Uh, these characters here? I mean, who? Who are these people? And and where do they live? What what uh, the playwright gives us is that they are in a restaurant, and they give us that uh, that Bridie is young and Hazel is her mother. So. Who are these people? I mean, where, where, where are they sitting? Well, they're obviously in New Zealand because I get the, the uh, feeling that uh, 
taking your honeymoon in whatever that place was that we didn't know no idea. would be sort of akin to taking a honeymoon in Newport News. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Branson, Missouri, I think, right? right? Ooh, uh-huh. Branson. Oh, Andy Williams. <laughs> what do you think, Jim? So, yeah, they could be uh, sort of uh, middle class. She puts on airs, but uh, you know, community expectations are lower than her around aspirations. Mm-hmm. Again, we're having tea. There is certainly a level of some sort that's sort of... Or at least an attempt at Implied that there, yes. Yeah, Whether but, it's actual or not, that certainly always implies a certain level. And apparently this ring holds enough value that she puts it into a safety deposit box when she's not yes. going to show it off, as she says, to somebody else, right? Uh, so... Oh, no, I'm trying to... Read your own writing? I'm trying to read my own writing here. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea what that says. Let me ask you this. Hey. Uh, what about the what about the roses? The roses come up twice in this very very short play. Is there mm. what is the significance of the roses here? She wants roses, she says, she and does. then uh, and then she but she doesn't want roses from the garden. No. And then when a rose is delivered, it turns out to be from her fiance, who she whose name she doesn't know. Complicated relationship with flowers there. Yeah, I, think, I think so. Or at least the bugs in the garden, right? <laughs> I'm kind of with her on that because nature is to be a feared for me. So I'm, you know, don't want anything crawling up my hand while I'm at my wedding. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Associates bugs with her father. So read something into the childhood experience there. Somebody help me here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think we can do it. Well, you know, I, I you know, with, with, with plays like this, you know, I think I think sometimes that uh, it's sort of like looking at a piece of modern art. It's not so much a storyline, right? It's more a statement. I think that uh, from looking at this, uh, you can you could take away from it that a lot of marriages uh, are made quickly, that you know, that you, a lot of uh, young brides don't actually know, or even you know, grooms for that matter, don't know the person that they are actually gonna, gonna marry. It's more about the getting married than it is about the relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, I think that you're right about that, Sharon. Arranged <laughs> marriages alone right there too. You don't actually get to meet really, you just hear. Yeah. This is what you get, have fun. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what this other question that I wrote down here was. I cannot figure it out. But, um, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I see. I see. This actually, that sort of goes along with what you just said. Oh. This is the word marriage here. Is this marriage of consent by Bryony? Or is she being forced into it? We start you to wonder in... with the name not even being recognized. That is kind of what I thought, is maybe this uh-huh. is more of an arranged marriage and all she really cares about is the spectacle because she doesn't even know the guy. Sure. See, I had the exact opposite thought. I thought she did know exactly what was going on. She's just so stuck in her own little world hmm. and planning the mm-hmm. wedding that she can't even remember her fiancé's name. Mm-hmm. Did she seem that dependent and vulnerable? They both seem to have power in the relationship, just shooting barbs at each other. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I, th- I think a lot of it comes back around to that same that same sort of thought that, that Bridie is Bridie, right? And Hazel has a name. Bridie is, Bridie. is very clearly... <laughs> Uh, you know, who she defines herself as or how she is well, defined. Bridie's a name, too. Uh, is it really? I went to school with a Bridie. Well, it's there, you go. there you go. It's short for Bridget. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an Irish boy's name. Spelled differently. Bridie. Well, I apologize to all the Brideys <laughs> who are listening to us right now uh, from our... 37 subscribers. Hey. Um, well, guys, I want to thank you for joining, uh, joining us here this evening. Oh, wait. Yes? According to the YouTube. Oh. <laughs> the YouTube. Pikelets. Pikelets. Oh. oh, you were right. According <laughs> to the YouTube. And the YouTube would never let us down. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, 
There you go. Pikelets. Go enjoy your pikelets with jam or maybe some Mrs. Butterworths. Ooh. Yeah. I do like a that? good Mrs. Butterworths. Yeah. Not the, not the crappy ones, though. No. Get those all the time. No. <laughs> anyway, it's late. So, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. I want to make sure we thank B.E. Turner once again for his play Bride's Villa. Thank you, B.E. Turner. And, of course, our sound technician, Lauren Watkins and Zodiac Productions for helping us out here. Uh, thank you. I'm going to clap. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button for a new play every week uh, and nobody has a name to promote correct that is correct all right great thank you very much we'll see you again next week bye everybody Woo!